Today's story possesses life, death, and the destiny of humanity. Scripted by an obscure author who tried to caution us about an impending threat in the future. Subsequently, the CIA censored the publication due to concerns over potential street riots. After a span of several years, the book was reintroduced and has since become widely available across the digital realm. The Adam and Eve theory calls into question traditional religious beliefs, while the discussion of a cataclysm raises concerns about the historical events and their consequences. The reclusive author, Chan Thomas, had a deep fascination for both the ancient tales and mysteries of the future as he embarked on a literary journey that would intertwine the past, present, and future. The book's blend of historical accuracy and speculative future events intrigues everyone, sparking discussions about the nature of destiny, free will, and the cyclic patterns of history. By exploring the Adam and Eve theory, Thomas challenges the widely accepted notions of our origins. Moreover, his analysis of a cataclysmic event emphasizes the importance of studying historical events and their potential impact on humanity's future. Through his keen observations, Thomas highlights the significance of recognizing warning signs. Let's see if we can recognize the same. The terrible reality of climate change has firmly taken hold, its dire implications rippling around the planet in the middle of an ever-escalating global temperature rise. The phenomenon's tangible impact spreads beyond borders, transcending geographical limits. Meanwhile, the state of California finds itself grippling with frequent seismic activity, giving rise to concerns of an impending catastrophe, an apocalyptic event that could potentially mark the end of an era. Scientists have sounded the alarm, painting a stark picture of California's future should the current outcome persist, a future where the state could gradually surrender to the encroaching ocean due to the relentless rise in sea levels. Yet this environmental turmoil is by no means isolated to California's shores. Globally, humanity is seeing a symphony of climate instability, with floods, droughts, and forest fires playing the jarring notes of a threatened planet. The United Nations, as guardians of world issues, discloses an alarming truth. The Earth's average global temperature has risen by a remarkable 1 degree Celsius since the late 19th century, an increase that threatens the delicate balance of biodiversity. 
as the year 2018 will go down in history as a historic event, when the United Nations issued a report warning of an imminent torrent of climate-related disasters if current patterns continue unchecked. It is not just a California problem. It's a challenge of unprecedented proportions that require a collective, decided response. Within California, the repercussions of a drought are particularly pronounced. The parched earth of the area attests to a dwindling water source, heightening the need for survival. As the crisis worsens, the struggle for survival intensifies, resulting in harsh measures such as tree chopping. The ongoing survival of California's tourist industry, which generated more than 20% of its GDP in 2016, is strongly connected to the state's economic landscape. The delicate balance is dependent on water availability and the influx of tourists. If this equilibrium becomes unstable, if the water supply runs out, or tourism declines, a chain reaction of problems will occur jeopardizing the fundamental foundation of the state's economy. This dire situation is issuing a cry for help, an alarm that is ringing in many people's hearts, producing an uncomfortable worry about humanity's fate amid an avalanche of intensifying natural calamities. As our contemporary reality appears to inch forward, to an unsettling parallel. The shadows of prophetic tales describing the end of the world takes newfound weight. The need to act resonates at this crucial moment. The term apocalypse derives from the Greek word apocalypsis, meaning to uncover, reveal, lay bare, or disclose. It represents the end of all that is familiar, revealing the unknown. Across civilizations and traditions, Apocalypse wears many hats, with interpretations ranging from the literal to the allegorical, covering both the end of temporal order and the revelation of spiritual truths. In the realm of Christianity, the concept of Apocalypse finds resonance in prophecies attributed to Jesus. It's a call for humanity to confront its role in creating the planet's path changing its fate from one destruction to a sustainable survival. But what if I told you there was a book? This book concerning the end of the world was banned by the CIA. Dr. Chan Thomas, The Adam and Eve Story, The History of Cataclysms. Before anyone could read the book in 1966, the CIA classified it. Chan Thomas describes the course of the events, literally detailing hellfire and brimstone, earthquakes and floods, a disaster that has not yet occurred but is on the way, a prophecy that the world will end. He makes this claim in the opening chapter saying this, With the force of a thousand armies, the wind attacks ripping and shredding everything in its supersonic bombardment. The unbelievable mountain of Pacific seawater follows the wind eastward, burying Los Angeles and San Francisco as if they were just grains of sand. Okay, let me now summarize the opening chapter. Chan predicts that a strong earthquake will strike California, but it won't be like any other earthquake in recorded history. 
leaving no region unscathed by the quake's effects. Literally nothing can stop this from happening. He believes a wind traveling at 1,000 miles per hour will completely destroy everything in its path across the continent. The land it touches will be buried two miles deep by a wall of ocean that will span the continent in three hours. All traces of life will be gone in less than a day, and legendary cities like Los Angeles, Dallas, and New York will no longer exist. He argues that this will not only affect North America, obviously, but he asserts that Central America will also be affected by those deadly winds, fire, and inundations. South America will discover that the Andes are insufficiently tall to withstand violent attacks from nature. In less than a day, countries like Ecuador, Peru, and Brazil will experience extreme shakings and be consumed in molten fire and eventually transform into genuine frozen hell on earth. Europe won't survive the slaughter of a flood. The Scandinavian mountains will be taken and shaken as the Atlantic wall of water continues to rise. The wrath of the winds and the sea will make western Africa and the Sahara dunes disappear. With a rapid temperature drop of 180 degrees Fahrenheit, the Orient will experience a similar destiny. No man, animal, or plant will be left unfrozen, and the region will stay below sea level. The terrible rampage ends on the seventh day. A new stone age has begun with the conclusion of the Arctic Ice Age. The Bay of Bengal Dashan, just east of India, is now at the North Pole. The Pacific Ocean, just west of Peru, is at the South Pole. Because of the tropical rotation, the ice caps on Greenland and Antarctica are frantically melting in the heat of the tropics. Massive walls of water and ice rush towards the oceans, engulfing everything in pouring heavy courses of rain and forming enormous seasonal resources as they do. The ice caps vanish in less than 25 years, and the added water causes oceans all across the world to rise by more than 200 feet. The massive volumes of moisture released into the sky by the melting 166 caps will cover the Torad zone in a fog for millennia. New ice caps begin to form in the new polar areas. Yes, a new era begins. The most effective population control method of all pushes the miserable few survivors into the new stone age, doing for man what he originally intended to accomplish for himself and the earth on which he lives. After this catastrophe, Jesus joins Osiris, Zeus, and Vishnu, while we join Noah, Adam and Eve, and Atlantis. That's right, we will be lost to history. He then displays a table with the prior pole shifts in it. The last shift occurred 7,000 years ago, then 11,500 years ago, then 18,500 years ago, and then 29,000 years ago. He names another shift for which he cannot provide the start date for. This means that the duration for each shift is getting smaller, from 10,500 years ago to 7,000 to 4,500 years. 
You're listening to Bizarre Conspiracies Podcast, right here on Spotify. A investigation of Genesis and Noah's Flood in the Bible takes up the majority of the rest of his book. His insight is actually really fascinating. He links the most recent cataclysm to the biblical account of Noah's Flood. Then he connects the second cataclysm with the timeline of the Adam and Eve account. He claims that there is simply not enough information available to determine the third cataclysm. He does, however, hold the opinion that some of Genesis 2 does indeed include the third cataclysm. Now, we can't talk about Chan Thomas's book without talking about The Path of the Pole by Charles Hapgood. Most famously, Charles Hapgood is credited with having Chan Thomas's book classified by the CIA and using many of his concepts in his own work. Now, I will link a YouTube video that dives deeper into Hapgood's uh, ideas in his book in the description if you want to check that out. However, they are not the only ones who think the planet will undergo a significant change. Actually, the timing of the event may be the only variation. The coming global superstorm written by Art Bell and Whitley Strieber in 1999 warns that a rapid and catastrophic change in the climate could only be caused by global warming. Bell and Strieber predict that the weather will experience a very odd change. In particular, history will be repeated. The most recent occurrences of this event was a nuclear war that was fought by a culture that had previously discovered space travel about 8,000 years earlier. The result is a large flood that kills almost everyone that is still alive after a large portion of the snow melts. Now, real scientists, not sci-fi writers, have been saying the same thing for years. Alarm bells are getting louder and louder with each year that goes by. In the final pages of Chan Thomas's book, he says, If we turn to Nostradamus, we see that his prophecies come to a close around the year 2000 AD. Whether we believe him or not, Edgar Cayce says, A tragedy will occur around the year 1999 AD. Hale's calculation suggests one is approaching the year 2000 AD. Now, he does not think these numbers are accurate, and he believes that the cataclysm will occur between 7 and 200 years from now. If the funding were there, he would suggest the entire matter to an extensive, all-out applied mathematic program to calculate how much time we have until the next cataclysm, with the greatest degree of accuracy, and then he would conduct an extensive study to determine what we must do in the time that is left for us to prepare for it. If you want to read this book, I would highly suggest that you do. It's available online, although this is the version that the CIA declassified as the sanitized version, <laughs> whatever that means. And there is a lot of speculation about why the CIA classified this book, how exactly Charles Hepgood had to do with it, how much he had to do with it. But regardless, it is available for you to read. And I want to read this article to wrap up 
this episode. By the way, you can find all the links to all these sources in the description. Winter is coming. Researchers uncover the surprising cause of the Little Ice Age, Cold Era, lasting from early 15th to mid-19th centuries, triggered by the unusual warm conditions. New research from the University of Massachusetts provides a novel answer to one of the persistent questions in historical climatology, environmental history, and the Earth's science. What caused the Little Ice Age? LaPointe and Bradley have been wondering whether such an abrupt cooling event could happen again in our age of global climate change. They note that there is now much less Arctic sea ice due to global warming. So an event like that in the early 1400s involving sea ice transport is just unlikely. Its export to the subpolar North Atlantic could have a strong impact on oceanic circulation, said LaPointe. Also, persistent periods of high pressure over Greenland in the summer have been much more frequent over the past decade and are linked with record-breaking ice melts. That was the research from the University of Massachusetts. And to clarify, I myself am not saying or believing the world will end anytime soon, but I am saying that change is happening and will continue to happen. Alright, and that will conclude today's episode. Thank you so much for listening. If you want to email me or Conrad, you can do so at bizarreconspiracies at gmail.com. That's one word, bizarreconspiracies at gmail.com. Again, thank you for listening. And as always, I will catch you in the next episode. Bizarre.